Hey guys, welcome to another episode, a long-awaited episode of We Are Liars, a Pretty Little Liars podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Michelle. And we are discussing season one, episode nine, The Perfect Storm. Original air date, August 3rd, 2010, written by Oliver Goldstick, directed by Jamie Babbitt. The liars are trapped at school as a bad storm brews and tensions run high. Byron leans on Ashley for advice on parenting as his relationship with Ella takes a bad turn. Mm-hmm. Leans on, huh? What'd you think of this episode? I liked this episode. Yeah. Lots of anticipation, right? Because we've been gone for about three weeks. Yeah. And I left you with the little teaser trailer last time we spoke about the show. And I feel like it does a pretty good job. I This is definitely an entertaining episode. Absolutely. And it. I have a crush on Noel Khan. Yeah. It's hard not to. What? I'm like, oh, oh, here it is. Finally. Finally, I can have a crush on someone. Not that I need a crush, but like these are teen dramas. Give me a crush. We ne- no, we need to crush. We need, we to, need crush. to crush. And no con that's where, is where it's at. Totally uh, no con. No uh, con, you cutie patoot. Did I need the singing and the guitar? No, but like we'll get to it. <laughs> I can't wait. I cannot <laughs> wait to discuss with you. We had a bunch of people write in about that. So the little poison tonight is Gosling's Stormy Ginger Beer. Not to be confused with the reality TV family, the Goslings, but you can get it at your local supermarket. I picked it because it said Stormy, and I thought that that was obviously apropos. Cute. Yummy. (laughs) So a hurricane is coming to Rosewood, but the girls are supposed to be taking their SATs. Like, how lucky are they that they don't get to take the SATs because of the storm? I mean, obviously, they'll make it up, but all that preparation, all that nervousness, you kind of get to relax a little bit. Right. Yeah. So we know from last episode that Allie's memorial was trashed and Wilden is back in town. He's so freaking annoying and cringy. He's beyond cringe in this episode. And inappropriate on so many levels. So inappropriate. He's in town trying to figure out who is the one that destroyed Allison's memorial. But before... All of the blackout goodness. We see Emily with muddy shoes. She's frantic. She's soaking wet. She misses the SAT prep that's at Spencer's with the girls before. And she gets a text from A stating, there's only so much you can bury, Emily. You're not done with me yet. So she goes to the SATs. The kids are waiting around all day, it seems trying to figure out if they're going to be taking this test while they wait the girls get questioned by detective douchey about their whereabouts from the night before and of course they're all like we studied together and emily's like yeah we did and so the girls don't really understand why they covered for emily and when they approach her about it she gets super defensive and she leaves because she gets another text from a yeah What'd you think about Emily? Okay, well, I feel like I'm probably alone on this one. Emily annoyed me this episode. She did. What what do you think it was the Kate? Why did she annoy you? I don't know. I don't know if it's her delivery. I don't know if it's 
her portrayal. I don't know if it's Shay Mitchell. I don't want to say it's Shay Mitchell. <laughs> I like Shay Mitchell very much. And and I and as we learn about why Emily is acting the way she's acting, I just felt she was actually the least entertaining for me, even though we got so much mm. from her storyline and what was happening with Allison in the past. Yeah, I think because it's everything so heavy with her. Yeah. Kind yeah. of like how we're talking about Matt Saracen each week. Like you don't really get excited for his stories because they get they're so depressing. It's not fun. It. It's not lighthearted. And while this show is a teen drama, you kind of want to see the, the kids in their high school element. And Emily is just a lot of heavy shit falls on her. And especially since she's harboring a secret, too. You know, her right. one secret that luckily she does reveal to her friends in this episode. Um, time, How do, do, you you see, do you see my boobs? <laughs> I don't. Okay, I'm good. very curious what kind of top you're wearing, though. <laughs> what What is happening? Okay, so as you guys know, I podcast in my clo- closet. It's my office. And I all of my hanging clothes, I'm staring at it right here. And I wanted to wear something comfy. Like, this shirt is so comfortable, but it's also too big on me. And I didn't think you could see it. You can't, luckily, no. with the Zoom. But, like, if I were to show, like, down here is a show. Hey, so. after hours, <laughs> subscribe to that. Subscribe. <laughs> well, but okay, but what did you think about Emily? I I agree. I definitely think while I like seeing her storyline develop and we learn more about her and Allison and their relationship or lack thereof. Yeah, she is. Um, She's hard to watch sometimes. And yeah, I think I, it's because yeah. she's just always sad. Like her face is just these past nine episodes. She barely smiles. And especially where an episode I feel like we would need Maya. Yes. We didn't get her. That was a question for you. Where yeah. is Maya? Well, she's, she's not in, a part of this. No, she's in next week's episode. But I wonder how much Maya knows about Emily's past. Do they talk about this? I feel like we don't really, at least in not next week's episode, Like I feel like we don't really see Emily and Maya exchanging, um, you know, past relationship or love interest stories or things like that nature. So mm. I feel like if we had Maya and we kind of, while I liked how they transitioned us seeing the flashbacks within the library, if she was telling that story to Maya it also maybe would be more of an entertaining aspect. You I know love what I mean? that idea. Because then we get the closeness and the realness of the two girls, but also getting the end, the flashback. It just doesn't make sense for her not to be in the school when this is such a big deal. Is she right. not their age? I, sh- I'm I thought sure she was. She, no, I'm pretty sure she's their age. I'm pretty sure she's also a junior. Um, maybe she came late into the game and wasn't prepared to take this SAT, you know, because there are in real life, there are multiple times you can take the SATs. That is so very true. maybe this October test, let's just say, is not the one she's taking. Right. Or maybe we can make up a whole backstory. We Her parents totally. didn't feel comfortable in real life. <laughs> the actor maybe probably wasn't available. Right. It's like we should have gotten a little bit of where's Maya being that her and Emily are getting so close. They have established that they're 
they're working it out. They're trying this. So it'd be weird that they wouldn't speak about her. But we on move to on. The, on to the next. That's so right. So Emily gets a text from A again stating, you weren't the only one with great expectations. Check it out. XOXO Gossip Girl. Literally said XOXO Gossip Girl. Oh, yeah. It was how I read me, it. Right? Okay. Yeah. No, it said <laughs> so she, XOXO Gossip Girl. She heads to go find this book, Great Expectations. It seems like everyone is waiting in the library, but she like went off to a different section of the library. And in the book is a letter and a letter that Emily had wrote to Allie days before she went missing. She's obviously uh, very distraught about said letter. And I do have a blurb of what it says. So this was August 29th, 2009. It says, Allie, you may not like what I have to say, but I need to get something off my chest. You're not afraid of hurting me, so I wonder why I'm afraid of hurting you. I am, but that's not enough of a reason not to tell you how I feel. So here it goes. Sometimes I feel so close to you and then some things change, a look in your eyes, and I feel so stupid. It's like you can read every thought in my head and you can find it all so hilarious. Like after we kissed, I thought it might happen again and you just laughed in my face. But it's not hilarious to me. Maybe you think a kiss is just a kiss and that I am just practice. But the way you act, it feels more like target practice. I don't know how you can go from kissing me one minute to hating me the next, except that I'm starting to catch on. Mm. I feel like whoever wrote this... um, You know how sometimes in writers' rooms they talk about, like, this writer is directly for, like, this character? I wonder if Emily's writer wrote this. Because I feel like I could hear Shay saying this. Like, the way the thought process is. Oh, for sure. I feel like that's very Emily. Yeah. So I feel like they did a good job there. Absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah, so this letter, it sparks this memory which we have this like transition that I really liked where we see a blonde girl in the library, but she's like, do I actually see her? And then it flashes to a flashback of Allie and Emily in the library. And they're talking about the book and talking about braiding hair and how hopeful Emily is that Jenna's going to see one day. And Allie throws in like a friendly, I love you. Like, I, I love that about you. And Emily leans in for a kiss and Allie doesn't really stop her. And she kind of smiles afterwards. <laughs> yeah. So then Emily tries it again in another flashback. We get the girls in the locker room in towels. Allie reveals her whole shebang. <laughs> Emily is like, what the hell? <laughs> And so Emily then makes another move on Allie. And at this point, Allie is like, no, this is not how I feel. I don't like girls. This was just practice for the real thing. And then she basically forces her to drive her home after that. Like, poor Emily. She can't catch a break. She can't get it. It's awful. Yeah, the library scene, and I wrote it down in my notes, that we see this sweet side of Allison. Yes. And she's reading. She enjoys right. Books, Charles Dickens. And I was like, wow, this is a side we haven't seen. And then the whole locker room seemed more on par for what we're used to. Exactly. And obviously they do that on purpose. Like Allie is an onion and the audience doesn't know who she is. But the girls all claim that Allie has something that everyone else was missing. And this was Emily's version of Allie. And it's, you know, they're sweet. I think... They have they have a good relationship. It's just Emily is wants more and Allie is like tormenting that, tormenting her on it. 
which we see time and time again. It's not like it's the one time we kiss, that's it, I like like boys. It's every time we have a flashback of Allie and Emily, Allie is always like kind of teasing her about it. Yeah. Which sucks, but you know, this is her her history. And then at that point, all the books in the library start like falling down on Emily and she's like what's happening and this, this whole scene was so stupid she's like my she voices out loud obviously for the audience like my bag is gone the letter is gone it's like we can we got it we got the but gist also like why like how did you lose track of your bag you didn't go anywhere I don't right. understand the book spell automatically makes you leave all your stuff somewhere like I, I don't know it was weird. But I think we're to assume that it was Wilden. Yeah. Who had stolen her backpack and her belongings. And he, of course, wants to question her again. This time he wants to do it alone. But the girls follow into the room. And so he accuses Emily of being Toby's accomplice. Like Toby is the one who trashed the uh, memorial and you helped. And he points out her muddy shoes and then reveals that she does have broken pieces of the memorial in her bag doesn't really look good for emily oh and has a photo of her there like really no denial here but see like the photo to me made it look like she was so sad and she was picking up pieces it didn't look like she was actually destroying it right it just looked like she was holding it so upset this is awful yeah you know but the girls now know that she was there and she wasn't studying, and he knows that she wasn't studying for the SATs, which he already knew all along. He just had to make a mockery of it. So then at that point, Emily, she is finally forced to tell all of her friends and Wilden that she wanted to make peace with Allie at the memorial because she wrote the horrible things in the letter, which, you know, to the audience, not so horrible. She's pouring her heart out and trying to get a response And then she goes to the memorial to make amends and it was already trash. So she does pick up the pieces and she tells them like, I loved Allie more than a friend. She says it out loud. Finally, man. So good. I'm so happy that this is finally out to the other girls and not just Hannah. I agree. And feels good. Absolutely. And again, this drove story. We got background, but for some reason, Emily, I don't connect with Emily. Mm-hmm. Like when Hannah's on the screen, I'm excited. Spencer, I'm like, what are you bringing, girl? Aria, I'm like, here we go with your boys. <laughs> and then Emily, I'm like, who's probably the deepest character at this point. Something's missing for me. Totally mm-hmm. agree. And I wonder, I wonder what it is. And we might be able to point our finger on it, put our finger on it later on. But for right now, we're just both of us don't really connect to her. And I don't really know why that is, and it's unfortunate, but you can't win them all, I guess. You can't have right. a million favorite characters. That's true. You know? Um, and then after that, boss babe Veronica Hastings steps in, finally. Yes. queen. The queen, and she threatens Wilden for questioning minors and how he stole property without a warrant. And now she's like, no. Nah. I'm determined to get your motherfucking ass off the force and out, off this case. And I was like, yes. Yeah, I Veronica, loved this. She's loved so this. good. She's a tough ass. She's she's hard. And uh, we see a little bit more of her and Spencer's relationship in this 
week's episode. And so we have Spencer and her heading into the SATs, and they see Alex, who is also taking his test at Rosewood High. Yeah. And Veronica and Alex have a really weird exchange, and Spencer notices. And then when she questions Alex, he says it's not really his place to tell. So what did you think that this secret could have been? I thought it was an affair. Mm. I feel like that's like the ultimate. So cliche, right? right. Like I was like, okay, it has to be an affair. This is where we're going. I'm happy it wasn't. Did you, I feel like Alex, he was acting strange and like, couldn't they, maybe because Spencer wouldn't let it go, but maybe they could have just like got past that. And, but they did it until she found out the secret. Like he like wanted nothing to do with her the rest of the day, I guess, because he was like a nervous nilly that he was going to reveal something and that maybe Spencer would just keep, you know, pressing the issue. But he was kind of cold to her throughout the rest of the day. Well, I think it made sense because he didn't want to say anything. So it's like the the least I say, the better. Also, let me keep a distance. And let me study. Like he was trying to study. Yeah. And then they find out they're not taking the test. And Spencer's like, you don't have to keep studying. And he just keeps getting up and walking away every time she wants to talk to him. (laughs) Yeah. So we find out later from Veronica herself that one day she had a lot of drinks at the club. She reveals to Alex because he was an innocent bystander that she had a suspicious lump removed from her breast and she wasn't handling it well. And she tells Alex this in confidence. He has always kept her secret, has never said anything. And so Spencer's obviously you know, devastated to hear about this, that her mom went through it. She didn't tell anyone. She purposely didn't tell their father. But then Veronica says, well, you know, Alex is actually a really stand-up guy. And I think he's a really good person to have around. I'm like, well, that's nice to know. So nice. I was very impressed with Veronica this episode. She made a a good uh, turnaround in this episode. Very much so. We'll see if it sticks. Yeah, I hope so, but I don't have faith. (laughs) Another uh, faithless person. Is that a good transition? Aria. (laughs) Gosh. Well, I just, I feel like this whole Noel thing will just... Be a giant Band-Aid, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. A Band-Aid for multiple things because she's also going through her parents separated and the Ezra stuff. So we do see Ella at school. She's helping Proctor for the SATs. And there's a lot of tension between her and Aria. Ella doesn't really understand why Arya is not coming around. And Arya says like she really she just needs some time. And it's it's awkward. You know, Ella is the one that moved out on them. It was her decision to do, which she felt as though it was the right decision. And Arya uh, hasn't really gone over there to see her like they haven't really talked about things. Nothing has been patched up. And so we also have Byron in this episode <laughs> he's he needs to his... make a fax so badly <laughs> it was a permission slip for mike that was late which is like the kids are already on the trip right it's okay and even ashley was like can't you just contact the coach yeah he's like oh i don't know it just was pointless um story progression or lack thereof story progression because 
basically this whole time they're getting close, but it's not in a, um, a romantic sense. It's just kind of like camaraderie and they're understanding each other's sides about divorce and separation and people looking and going to the movies alone. And when all said and done, the power comes back on and after Byron has already invited her to come with him to a faculty dinner, they both immediately like have regrets about saying yes and make up excuses to not see each other again. I think they're realizing that they're like tiptoeing a line here and really shouldn't cross it, especially because Byron is still married technically. Right. And Ella is a ish ish friend of hers. I mean, we haven't seen them connect at all yet, but you know, their daughters are friends. So this would be weird. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It would be weird, but I don't think it's over. Okay. I think it would be weird if these two don't end up dating. I have to say, watching them, I didn't hate it. And I don't know if it's because I'm an adult. So I'm like, oh, I like watching adults now in teen dramas is what I realized about mm -hmm. myself. I like watching the adults. And some, we've talked about this and we don't have to go into the others. But these yeah. two, I think they have a good rapport with one another. I think they do actually have chemistry. These yeah, actors. I think they they could have a good friendship and a yeah. good relationship. Yeah. I just, I'm really so beyond turned off by Byron for oh, so he, many reasons. Yes, I agree. That every time he's on the screen, I'm just like, mm, it would be better if you weren't here. I'm sorry. <laughs> it just would be better. In my eyes and what I would like to see on television, Byron is not it. <laughs> I'm mm. obviously a little uh, upset with him still, which I don't ever see going away because I'm pretty sure for the remainder of the show, I'm not really too keen on him. Oh, great. Yeah. All right. So back to the power out being at school, Noel and Aria, he wants her to join him in an empty classroom where he can play his guitar. Beyond this point, he has already asked her out several times and she is declining. But Aria decides she's going to go go in the room and let loose. And Noel's playing his guitar. And she decides she's going to sing with him. And how quintessential freeform CW. If you have a talented singer, you're going to put them in and sing. There you I, go. There it is. That's it. That's right? it. Like, beautiful voice, right? Yeah. Did not need this. No. <laughs> But, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? As I'm watching this, I'm like, oh, here we go. Having those thoughts of what you just stated. However, I think this is actually pretty realistic because when I was at Christmas Eve with Aunt's family, which I guess they're my family too. Yeah. I should start. We, we've had this discussion, right? <laughs> anyway, Aunt's side of the family, he has cousins who are 16 and 18. And the 16-year-old who I got such a kick out of, who truly I picked her brain on so many things of what the 16-year-olds are up to these days. But she just started singing, like randomly, like just was just singing to sing. And she has a beautiful voice. So I was like, maybe that's what kids do. They just like, if someone's playing the guitar and they're into singing and they're artsy or into, we just like, I didn't know Aria did sing. I guess now this is a thing. Yeah. I Does she like sing going forward? That. Mm, I think that's the only time she sings on the show. And I guess also because she says to Noel Khan, oh, I know that song. My parents used to listen to it. So that sparked a memory. And maybe this was comforting to her for her to connect with him in this musical way. 
Right. And also it's her, um, a parent's song. So maybe she felt yeah. like reminiscent of right. past right. memory. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember the first time watching this vividly and being like, wow, we did not need to insert Lucy Hill singing. She has a pretty voice. That was it. Like, that's it. You know, we don't need it. We didn't need it. But I'm glad I'm glad that you brought that perspective. Like, I'm sure people who play an instrument, who sing professionally or, you know, not professionally, have a, a wonderful singing voice. They probably do this more right. than I think they do. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So let's let's chalk it up to that. I'd sure. like to I'd like to keep that in my brain. And then it all gets ruined, though, because stupid Ezra walks in. I can't stand this guy. <laughs> I was so annoyed with everything about him in this episode. Yes. Like Agreed. every interaction that he had with Arya and Ella, I was just like, I am so over you. Please go back to New York. I so agree. And he tries to, I'm baffled by this conversation. I don't know why that I am, being that it's the same conversation or lack thereof that they have every single episode. But he tries to explain to Arya in private, mind you, the door is wide open. They don't know if Noel did not stay to listen to what Mr. Fitz and Arya are talking about. You know, he likes Arya. Wouldn't he want to be suspicious of why she would bond to be in a dark room with her teacher? No, no con's not that deep. He's, you think so? I don't. <laughs> no way. He's like, oh, okay, no problem. I just sung with this girl. I like her. He's anyway. his, he's old. He's in another dimension mm, right now yeah well Ezra's excuse was that he had to go to New York to deal with his issues he you know applied for a job there Arya doesn't really let him explain what was happening and all that he can get in basically is that he misses her but they need to do some changing and then Arya says well things have already changed and she leaves and I'm like Nothing was accomplished. Not <laughs> zilch. Zilch was accomplished here. The only thing that was accomplished is the fact that Ezra's back and we got to see him and Arya have a moment. That's it. Right, which is so not an accomplishment to us. <laughs> to us two, well, two no. ladies in the world. But <laughs> but I know you know what happens, But and maybe I'm wrong, but I just feel like we will explore Nolcon, but we'll forever be thinking about Ezra, even though... I'm rooting for Noel Khan, but not with Arya, but like just as a person, just as a person, <laughs> just to exist, just to be uh, on the show so we can look at. Uh, Great. But Arya does tell Noel that she would like to try the date. So, yeah, exciting stuff. And then we have another awkward scene where Ella and Ezra are like closely in the supply closet. It was creepy, right? I felt really uncomfortable okay, and I felt that Ella was a little like balancing the line mm. of flirtatious mm. i was like are they gonna have a fling it appears that way right like i know that it doesn't happen but if i were seeing it for the first time i would be like oh is something gonna brew here yeah because it's inappropriate and like she used the time to her advantage right like to pry and see if her daughter is going through shit which we know she is but the way that she kept I guess because she's a mother and her daughter's not talking to her and she just needs some perspective on what's going on. But she she pushed it a few times 
And Ezra was so uncomfortable. And she sandwiched it with, I feel, inappropriate compliments. Mm. Of just like, oh, my daughter speaks so fondly of you. Oh, we've met before. I I don't know. It's just the way her body language. And maybe that's just her as a person. Some people are just naturally more friendly. Friendly, yeah. Right? Affectionate. Yeah. Yeah, I totally read this as like, oh, shit, something's going to something's about to go down in this closet. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I'm glad that you said that because (laughs) I know what happens. I'm still like, wait, do we explore this? Because I don't remember. Right. You know, it was it was definitely definitely awkward to watch. And then what makes it even more awkward is that she calls him a mature adult role model, which I'm like, yes, an adult. You're calling your daughter not an adult. And we, as the audience, know that Ezra's the adult, she is the child. And we're still trying to push this on the people. Yep. And it drives me crazy. Yep. Because it's so incredibly inappropriate and just really, really cringy to watch. Like, I, I'm i beyond over it. Beyond. And we have so much to go with this show. Ugh. Yeah. I, I don't even know what to say there. Just let's bring it around. Buckle in, right? Yes. We'll bring it around town to our girl, Hannah. Hannah. She uh, was great this episode. She She's hanging out with Lucas at the SATs, which Mona has a huge problem about. Calling him her usual digs. And Hannah finally pops off. And she tells Mona that she is a hypocrite because just a year ago, she was Lucas. And they also think it's so funny because Mona purchased Hannah's bag that she sold <laughs> yeah with the bat with the fake handles right the, the wrong fake handles. handle and mona's like oh i knew that it was just a joke which clearly she didn't and then we see hannah and lucas later on and lucas does appreciate hannah he says whatever you said to mona worked because she didn't say anything to me at least for like the last hour that he was there and it's apparent that Lucas has to tell Hannah something, but he doesn't get the chance to. And then we pan down to his muddy shoes. So they're really trying to th- scramble your brain here. But also, the key thing I zoomed in on is him telling her, your leather jacket sold. And then, and maybe I'm making this up, but this is what I honed in on. And then the next scene, we have A with a leather jacket sleeve and the gloves. Oh, very nice pickup. So I was like, has A, like in these past scenes, have we seen them wearing a leather jacket sleeve? I don't think so. Or is Lucas A and the jacket he's keeping for himself? Yeah, this is what I was like totally focusing on. I love this. See, this is something I didn't clock. I've watched this loads of times and could Mm -hmm. be a clue. For sure could Could be a clue. Could be, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, great great pickup, Michelle. That's very exciting for me. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so that, that scene is who we are now to confirm is a whoever has the black leather gloves on because they do write on an envelope they're sending into the police a video of Allie the day she went missing she tells this person in the video I know you want to kiss me puts it in the envelope and signs it a but then finishes with anonymous so we're all to assume that yes this person who's been in all black 
has been A is confirmed, I guess, to be A. Right, right, right. You know? like, because it could be separate people. We don't know. It could. A, a team, an A team. A team, as you said. And we do have a message from our A. We have two messages from our A this week. We do? We do. One came in last week while we were on break, and then this week when we came back. So the first is, keeping secrets may be hard for the likes of loose-lipped lists, but not for me. Secrets are my brand. And then, did you enjoy your break, besties? Me? I never slow down. I'm always ready for action, and you better believe I'm excited to do this. (laughs) It's still Mike. (laughs) <laughs> it is Mike. But didn't we get the other one, the checklist? We did. We got a picture that I posted on our Instagram of uh, a little New Year's resolution for us that they're going to stop the lies that we spread about them. Oh, my God. I love it. Oh, this is so good. I, I just love that we have our own personal A. Me too. Like, yes, we're trying to figure out A in the show. But as a Total Betty podcast, we have our own personal A, a.k.a. Mike our patron who I am convinced or like we said we keep saying an A team. Mm. I would so him and I would absolutely die if it was an A team and I'd be so proud. I'd be like I'd be we so, did this. <laughs> right. I would be so proud. However, I would also be very impressed if it was a listener that is not a patron and is just a listener. Yeah. Same. And that it's actually creepy. It's creepy but almost better. <laughs> yeah i mean either way we have our own a so that's that's fun it's just fun it's fun all around and i look forward to it each week so keep it coming a please do this is a fun new element that we've never had on a podcast you know who else it could be i feel like mike was like hey will you're really good with words so Ooh. how about i will send you inspiration and you come up and then mike's like hey Vic." Well, Vic's a newbie, too. Yeah, so maybe she wouldn't. I think I have a feeling it's not her. I just have a feeling it's it would be awesome if it was Mike and Will together. But Will's never seen the show either. That's true. Maybe it's Mike and Jalance. And as much as she talks shit about this show, she's like, this is going to be my my fun point. It's the power couple. The power couple. The total Betty power couple. Mm. Mm. Well, until next week with that, I'm going to break us here and we're going to talk about the Rosewood Shop so enjoy welcome to the Rosewood Shop this week's ice cream flavor is Cold Stone Creameries somewhere over the rainbow cookie dough ice cream with frosting rainbow sprinkles and sugar crystals I thought this was a good choice given both the rainstorm and Mona's Wizard of Oz reference. The sprinkles represent the sprinkling of memories and flashbacks we get about Allie. With each episode, we learn more and more about her. The sugar crystals represent Emily. When she wrote the letter to Allie, it was harder and more harsh Emily, but it w- but her going to the memorial and taking the only thing that wasn't broken shows Emily's sweet side. So just like the crystals, both of them are made of sugar. Cute. Love it. Hi, we hope you're enjoying this week's episode of We Are Liars, and we appreciate you listening each and every week. Makes what we do that much sweeter. All of our shows are funded by our Bettys who pledge to our Patreon page. They mean the absolute world to us. We have tiers starting at a dollar and offer some 
pretty damn cool perks like guest hosting on the podcast, episodes a day early without ads, access to the best group chat ever, if I do say myself, via Discord, and exclusive Patreon-only bonus content, which now includes our Gossip Girl Reboot podcast mini-sode, whatever you like to call it. So to learn more about our network and everything that we offer, check out patreon.com slash network. We're back with questions from our listeners. Will wants to know, how much leg does this Spencer-Alex relationship have after Spencer's mom's revelation? What's hmm. the, what's the uh, how solid is Alex like? And feel Spencer? like now we're just getting started. So I think this is gonna go on for I forgot what I predicted. Maybe I haven't predicted yet. I don't remember. Sorry, guys. I th- I don't think you did. Not like the longevity of their relationship. Yeah, I don't think it's going past season one. I don't think they're end game by any means. I think <laughs> Spencer will sabotage this. But I think it'll take a couple episodes. Okay. Mike says, do either of you like storms? What do you like to do during a storm? Um, Do I like storms? I like storms if everyone that is in my household or my family is home with me. And we know where the flashlights are. And we know where the candles are. When I lived in our old house, it was so much fun because we all were together. Because, you know. As, as everyone knows, if you're old <laughs> listeners, we had roommates and stuff. And that was fun because we would just drink wine in the candlelight, I guess. <laughs> what do you think, Liz? <laughs> <laughs> I don't – if it's like a rainstorm, like I'm a very light sleeper. So usually if like the storm happens in the middle of the night, I'm getting woken up by it. Um It's kind of fun sometimes not to have power, but then if it lasts too long, that really sucks because lots of things can go wrong, like food in your refrigerator, (laughs) etc. So yeah, if it's like maybe an hour or two that the power is out and I have a bottle of wine and it's cute, that will be fun. Right. Yeah. Vic adds, "Do do we use candles versus flashlights? Do you use both? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I feel like back in the day, I feel like we used flashlights more than candles. Like I agree. when I was living with my parents, like yep. we we all had a flashlight like in our bedroom at some you know some yeah. capacity, and then we would just like. <laughs> and honestly, now use your phone. Or your phone, yeah, the flashlight exactly. Yeah. Your phone's always on you. Mike says, "Would you rather spend a storm day singing with Noel Khan or having an upside down Spider Man kiss with Seth Cohen, assuming both parties involved are appropriate ages?" Come on, <laughs> I'm turning red. I'm blushing. Are you kidding? Spider Man kiss all the way with Seth Cohen. In fact, I made my high school boyfriend do that <laughs> so I could experience it. It's not the best. No, it's not the best. I've also made my boyfriend do that in the past and it's not fun. We all did, right? We all did. We all wanted the Spider-Man kiss. What would you choose? Spider-Man kiss or Noel singing? In like uh, a perfect world where I was a different person, I was living a different life, I would be Aria and I would sing really well and Noel Khan would play the guitar. So I'll just do a little flip-flop there. 
you know. So not you wouldn't be yourself. Well, like I want to be me. Well, I kissing no, I, Seth I'm sorry. Cohen. I would like to be me, age appropriately, and then Brant Doherty yes. playing the guitar, and we'd be good. It's cute. Yeah, we'd be good. <laughs> We both win in this we scenario do. and we don't have to we fight. We don't have to fight. We both have our own individual scenarios. <laughs> um, what would we ask the wizard for if we were going to the uh, to Oz? What a great question. Oh my gosh, this is such a good question. What would you ask for? I was just going to say, are you going to ask for all stalls to be floor length in the bathroom with the vacant and non-vacant? <laughs> oh my gosh. What a... Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm so passionate about that. But I was actually thinking more of internally, like what I want more patience, what I want, because it was like courage, heart, the brain, right? I love this question. I wish I had a, I wish I could think better on the fly. Yeah. I think that's what I would ask for. Better impromptu. Well, what about would you rather have more of a heart, more of a brain, or more courage? I think I would want more courage for sure. Yeah, I definitely would. Definitely courage. Yeah, I feel like my heart's pretty Yeah, good. I was going to say, we both have pretty big hearts and, um, yeah. you know, our brains are appropriately sized for <laughs> our uh, our bodies and minds and things. But courage, I would love to be able to just like completely obliterate all fears and, you know, scariness that comes with the things that you want in your life and then you can yeah. have the courage to do them. I would love that. Yeah. I love that question. That's great. Would they actually cancel the SATs because of a rainstorm? Well, I guess if you had no power. Also, they had a tornado warning. So I would say probably safety first. Safety first. Yeah. That would be the ideal situation. Obviously, you're safe inside, but then you get you know, you don't have to take the SATs that day. Have either of you ever had a sidecar? I don't think I have. I feel like maybe. Haven't you made us one for Glassful of Gossip? I mean, I feel it's... like I've made a million different things. If if I did, it probably wasn't alcoholic. No, I think it's, oh, it's cognac, cognac, orange liqueur, lemon juice, orange twist, and a sugar rim. Hmm. I would dabble in that. Yeah. I would also dabble in that i should make one i should have made that for this episode (laughs) kate asks why on earth would anyone wear shoes that were that dirty those were like really badly muddied muddied up (laughs) i also was wondering that kate like why wouldn't you just wear a different pair of shoes right it's so obvious if you're trying to cover your tracks why did you wear those exactly do you like going to the movies alone? Kate loves uh, it. No. No. Mm-hmm. No. I don't think I ever did. I don't think I ever. Oh, have Ant and I done? No, I think I've gone with a friend and Ant has gone to the movies by himself. Oh. I like experiencing movie watching with somebody else. Agreed. Unless I'm like home by myself and there's a movie that like I know Randy wouldn't want to watch. I do enjoy that time to myself. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. But like going out by myself and doing something for like two hours sitting there with other people that I don't know, not really my thing. Yeah, same. And Kate says, what did you think of Arya Noel's performance? She did not love it. (laughs) 
Yes. <laughs> I think we already answered. As we discussed, we didn't love it either. <laughs> and Vic adds, is Arya trying to move on? Yeah. In For her 16-year-old, 17-year-old way. Right. And like how perfect, like Noel Khan's the perfect person to, you know, forget about Ezra with. Noel Khan. <laughs> Hello, Noel Khan. I almost feel like we're... No, obviously we're not on Tim Riggins status here, but no. like, you know, the way we're approaching it, we're like, Noel Khan, you're the Tim Riggins of Pretty Little Liars right now. Because <laughs> the bar is so low. So low. So low. It's so low. So the fact that Noel Khan is here is pretty great. Also, yeah. when we were talking earlier in the first half of the show, like where Maya was, where was... Hannah's boy. Oh, Sean. I mean, I'm glad he wasn't there, but it would have made sense for him to be there. Right. Yeah, I guess they were, didn't want to utilize too many characters or have to pay them too much (laughs) at this point. But yeah, Sean wasn't there. Maya wasn't there. You know, it's not that there isn't other eye candy on the show. Like, Diego and Ian, both very attractive. Ian. Uh, Ezra. His oh. name is Ian in real life. Both very attractive people. It's just the character. Like, Noel is just very charming. That's it. That's it. Because I was thinking the other two are, they're very, attra- listen, everybody on the show is attractive. Attractive. Like, it's a freeform show. It's everyone's attractive. You all look gorgeous. But there is something about Noel Khan. It's the charm, I think. It's the delivery. And you know what? Lucas, I think, could have been that, but it it doesn't. No. Right. He's, but it could have he's been. He's not there yet. Like, he doesn't have the self-confidence to be charming. Yeah, that's true. Good you way know, to put it. He's yeah. not in his, sh- set in his shoes yet. Like, he's not, it's not his time to shine, you know? True. Maybe I we'll get there. Maybe we think? won't. <laughs> I mean, you would know. You would know. I do know. So we'll see. Okay. What about uh, a quote? Did you have a, a favorite quote this episode? <laughs> so, I have two. Okay. Uh, I'm not scary, Spencer. <laughs> and then Noel Khan, never mind. No girl likes hockey. I was like, what? Hockey's the best. Yeah. Every girl likes hockey. No girl right? likes, you know, baseball. <laughs> I mean, some girls like baseball, some and that's girls, cool if I they do. Some girls like baseball, but like these two girls would totally go to a hockey game over any other sport. So, oh my God. yes, please. Yeah, just a random line to throw in there, you know, one of those. Well, because he was so, she said no to basketball. And then he's like, oh, what about hockey tickets? And he's like, never mind. No girl likes hockey. <laughs> I was like, no, Con, I'll go with you. No, we will go. We What's will up, go no, Con? <laughs> yeah. My favorite quote was right in the beginning of the episode, but then I'd have to stand over the garbage and eat it. Yeah. That whole scene was so cute and funny. Like, they do have a lot of moments like that. The girls are very funny. Like, whoever wrote, while a lot of it is uber ridiculous. Right. Each individual girl has humor and their humor is funny. Like I find it to be funny. So, and Hannah... You know, with the food, like I totally sympathize. 
with her little pasta noodle. She's like, but then I'd have to eat it over the garbage. It's so just perfect. I love it. I love it. Who was your MVP? I think I have a guess. My MVP was Mrs. Hastings. Yes. Agreed. We had the most votes for Veronica. We also had a couple of votes for Hannah. And then we had a vote for Noel. Mr. Noel Khan himself. Okay. Your shittiest? My shittiest was Wilden. Yeah. He sucks. He, He was my shittiest too. Yeah. Um, the most shitty. But then we also did get a vote, a couple votes for Mona because Mona was, you know, that rolling off her tongue is really just awful. She's got really shitty things to say. Yeah, she And does. while Hannah was like her and Hannah is now Queen Bee, if you will, she doesn't have that like nasty quality, Mm-mm. like an Allison quality. Like that, that is just no. absolutely just mean. And Mona is taking over like Allie's persona and Hannah is just making this popularity status her own which is so appealing to watch and you're like oh you're so sympathized with her and that's what makes me love her as a person because she isn't mean but she is people do look up to her it's just it's perfect it's a perfect situation it is I love Hannah time for a Betty of the week You're a total Betty. This week I chose Rihanna. Ah, Rihanna. I love you so much. And I don't I don't take that lightly. Like I truly, when we get to see you in hangouts and you get to chat with us and I love that like you are I just love your sense of humor and you're dry and you are quiet but when you speak it's like the it's the most perfect sentence or paragraph and I'm like yes Rihanna I just I truly love you and you're a great addition you're one of the OGs we couldn't be more thankful that you are a part of this network because you really do add something very special and so I just wanted to thank you Thank you. We appreciate you. So much. Love you. All the things Liz said, ditto, ditto, ditto. (laughs) I had chosen an emoji this week of a hurricane, which went, it's a spiral. Yeah, like the tornado. So we could do that. Or there's also the umbrella with the rain on it. Which one did you like better? So I had the tornado emoji and I also had just the envelope emoji. Mm. For the letter, but let's go with. I think the storm, yeah, would match. So drop that emoji in an Apple Podcast review. That would be awesome if you haven't already and you are enjoying this podcast and you listen on Apple. Please rate it and review us. That would be super, super awesome, and we'd appreciate you so much. You can also send that to us in a DM on Instagram, an email, and. Uh, Anything you want, we'll take it. We just want to know that you're listening. And we do have a review, luckily, this week that Michelle is going to read. Our Pretty Liar. Yeah, our Pretty Liar of the Week is from It's Brittany, bitch. Favorite pod and favorite show with a red scarf emoji. Five stars. I love TBM when they said they were going to cover my favorite show. Skull emoji screaming. These girls are the best, and they put so much time and effort into each episode to make it great. 
I'm excited to be on this journey with the TBM family, and I hope they grow to love this show as much as I do. Signed, Brittany with a capital A. Love it. Thank you, Brittany. Thank you, Britt. That's awesome. I think, I mean, I'm loving this show so far. It's fun. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. I mean, we're only nine episodes in. Like, I know. You know. I think because, as you know, there is so much that is going to happen that sure. you we haven't even scratched any surface yet. But I get so excited thinking about the surfaces that we're going to scratch. <laughs> and on our walk last night, I was talking to Randy because I had mentioned to him like, oh, I'm so excited because... X, Y, and Z, something about Pretty Little Liars and you finding it out. And I gave him like a very generalized summary of what happens, like the big things that happen over the course of the seven seasons. And he was just like, what the hell? (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) Because he's like, you you said I would like this show. I go, oh, no, I never said you would like this show. I'm just telling you. I said of all the shows, obviously, Friday Night Lights, which you did, you know, start... I was like, I don't think you would like this show. It's way too, like, teeny, teeny bopper for him, for sure. I was like, but the mystery aspect is so much fun. So while I, you know, talk smack about this show for years, I am really happy that we're watching it and that you know basically absolutely zero. Nothing. <laughs> it's amazing. Nothing. It's amazing. And I hope it continues that way. All right, so this is the time I'm going to give you the title for next week's episode, episode 10, with our buddy, Seth. Seth is going to join us. He is a huge Pretty Little Liars fan. He loves the show so much, he begged Michelle and I to do this podcast for years. So he's coming on, finally. If you have questions for him, he has seen the show in its entirety, so feel free to ask him whatever you please. And the title for next week is Keep Your Friends Close. Ooh. And my secret's a juicy one. Are you ready? Yes. I've got a secret. I've got a secret. I've got a secret. The sweater that Allie is wearing in the video sent to the police is Toby's. <gasps> oh, Tobifer, who's missing? Like, we barely spoke about Tobifer in this episode. I mean, I know. they're all looking for him. And he, he was seen two towns over. Right. So he's not dead. Well, yeah, I didn't <laughs> think he was dead. See, OK, what I'm going to say about this is I think Tobifer was actually helping Allie. And earlier in the sequence of this day, have you, he gave her his sweater to wear and then she got trapped and captured. Mm. That's what I think. Okay. But hey, she did see Toby and he did give her a sweater or she took his sweater. We don't know. Oh, yeah. She could have taken it. Good point. She totally could have taken it. I don't think Tobifer has like, I don't think. I know. You don't think he is a bad person. I don't. I don't think Tobifer is a bad person. And I don't think he had anything to do with that video. I think she just happens to be wearing a sweater that's related to him. Yeah. We get a little bit more of the video next week. Sweet. So that's fun. And that video continues to unravel and unravel and unravel. So that night, 
continues to unravel. Oh, yeah. So, duh, the night. That whole night. And also the uh, memorial. That whole thing unravels. It will keep unraveling. So on to next week. I can't give away too much. No, we're only episode weekly that's it that's so it so you gotta come back next week and find out what else happens and what's fun about next week's episode is it was supposed to be the season finale so it's definitely a good jam-packed episode lots of shit happens next week um because they didn't realize that they were going to get signed on again for more episodes so next week's episode is the last one for a while and then i think they took like a four month break or something like that i don't really remember i'll have to go back and you know definitely check my facts on that one so i'll just say next week's episode is a banger and i cannot wait to hear what seth has to say sweet i'm excited (laughs) all right we'll be back hey thanks so much for listening to we are liars a pretty little liars podcast part of the total betty podcast network if you'd like to find out more about our network, head over to Instagram at Total Betty Podcast Network. If you'd like to join in on the fun with submitting questions and comments, weareliarspod at gmail.com is where you'll find us. This has been a Total Betty Podcast, produced and edited by Michelle Rubenstein and Alyssa Tenio, music by Anthony Vacora. <laughs>